Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 19 of Revelation chapter 22. We're going to be reading verse 16. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Well, um, we're getting close to the conclusion of the book of Revelation. And um, here the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, is saying that he has sent his angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. And when we think of Christ sending his angel, well, who who is Jesus? He is the Lord. And then what would his angel be? It would be the angel of the Lord. And in the Bible, when we read of the angel of Jehovah or the angel of the Lord, it is God himself. It is Christ himself. Uh, for instance, back in Exodus chapter 32 and in verse 34, it says, Therefore now go, lead the people unto the place of which I have spoken unto thee. Behold, mine angel shall go before thee. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. And God um, the Lord, Jehovah, is speaking of his angel going before them, and that would be the angel of Jehovah, the uh, uh, eternal God, God himself. We, we know the angel of Jehovah is God because, um, well, we can show it a, um, in a couple of different ways, but we're just going to look at one in Judges 13. Judges 13, we have um, the angel of Jehovah making an appearance to Manoah and his wife, who are the parents of Samson. And it says in Judges 13, beginning in verse 18, And the angel of Jehovah said unto him, Why askest thou thus after my name, seeing it is secret? So Manoah took a kid with a meat offering and offered it upon a rock unto Jehovah, and the angel did wondrously. And Manoah and his wife looked on. For it came to pass when the flame went up toward heaven from off the altar that the angel of Jehovah ascended in the flame of the altar, and Manoah and his wife looked on it and fell on their faces to the ground. But the angel of Jehovah did no more appear to Manoah and to his wife. Then Manoah knew that he was an angel of Jehovah. And Manoah said unto his wife, We shall surely die because we have seen God. We have seen God. They were visited by the angel of Jehovah. And as the angel uh, disappears on the flame of the altar, and that would point to Christ who... Um, 
is the sacrifice. He's the burn offering for his people, the elect. Well, then, then he knows that he was visited by the angel of Jehovah, and then he confirms that the angel of Jehovah is God because he says we shall surely die because we have seen not the angel of Jehovah, but we have seen God. And and that proves that the angel of Jehovah is God. And that is the angel primarily that's in view as the Lord Jesus is is declaring, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel or my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. Now, we also know in um, Revelation 22, it says in verse 20 of this same chapter, He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so come Lord Jesus. So verse 16, our verse that we're looking at, uh, said, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you. And then verse 20, He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. And that's Christ speaking. Christ is the one testifying these things. And, and yet Jesus is the one who sent the angel. I send mine angel to testify. Well, you know, God... Um, is able to do this. We don't know how he can do this. We don't know how he can be one God but three persons or, and, and we don't know how it is that he can speak of himself and while, while he's the one speaking and speak of himself as though it were another. But remember in Matthew chapter 28, it says in verse 2, and behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come, see the place where the Lord lay. Now, there's there's no doubt that this angel of the Lord, whose countenance is like lightning and his raiment white as snow, that language is uh, fitting to God himself, that that angel of the Lord is God and therefore is Jesus. And yet he is telling the women that don't fear, uh, you seek Jesus, he's not here. He's not here, says the angel of the Lord, who is Christ. And I don't know how God does that kind of a thing, how he can speak of himself that way, but but it, he does. And, um, and Jesus had risen from the dead, yet he made an appearance of as the angel of the Lord to declare he had risen from the dead. And, and likewise, Jesus sent his angel, the angel of Jehovah, the angel of the Lord, to testify. And then we find Jesus is testifying these things. And, uh, you know, how far can we uh, go into understanding the mystery of God's person 
his being he he's three but one we we just can't understand but we know it's true jesus sent his angel the angel of the lord to testify unto you these things in the churches in the churches and and we wonder well why is god bringing up the churches um the book of revelation has just told us about the end of the church age, the great tribulation and judgment day and so much information that goes beyond the church age. And yet in the closing chapter of the book, God is um, summing things up by saying that uh, his angel has testified unto you these things in the churches. Well, the reason is that the book of Revelation was addressed to the churches. If we go back to Revelation chapter 1, it says in verse 4, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia. And and then in chapter 2 and chapter 3, there is a personal address to each of these seven churches. The first three books, therefore, of the book of Revelation were specifically uh, addressed to the churches and really to all the churches, to the corporate church. And we have to keep in mind that the church age was a long period of time. It, it, it would last 1955 years from 33 A.D. through 1988 A.D., Almost 2,000 years. And we're in the the uh, days after the church age, even after the Great Tribulation, in the Day of Judgment. But really, from 1988 till now, is 27 years. It's, it's a minuscule amount of time compared to the the duration of the church age, which was almost two millennium. And, and, and so God did um, give a lot of attention to the churches, even in the epistles. There are at least five epistles that are addressed to churches. Galatians is addressed to the church in Galatia. First uh, and second Corinthians are addressed to the church in Corinth. First and second Thessalonians are addressed to the church in Thessalonica. But there's information in all those epistles that are applicable to God's people at any time. For instance, in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, God speaks of the man of sin and, and the coming of Christ and, and the time of the end and judgment day. Uh, and we have to keep in mind that uh, even though God addresses something to um, a particular organization as he addressed um, much material in the Old Testament to Israel or Judah, it doesn't mean it's exclusively for them, or as he addresses it just uh, to a church, it doesn't mean it's exclusively for the church. Keep in mind that First and Second Timothy was addressed to Timothy. Was it written just for Timothy's ears and has has no application to anyone else? Or Titus was written to Titus. And, and so forth. Well, no, even though it's addressed to them, we understand that all scripture 
is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. And, and so, uh, God is just coming back to those that were originally addressed in the opening chapters of the book of Revelation to uh, once again speak to those in the churches. It's a testimony uh, of these things in the churches. And then it goes on to say, um, the end of verse 16, I am the root and offspring of David. And this tells us that Christ is of the lineage. He uh, has come down through the line of David. And the Bible tells us this in many places. But um, why don't we go back to Isaiah chapter 11. And it says in verse 10, And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. The, the root of Jesse is the same as the root of David because Jesse was the father of David and uh, Christ came through David and therefore uh, was the root of David as well as the root of Jesse. Uh, we, we read in Isaiah 53, verse 2, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground, he hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. And this is referring to the Messiah, and it says in verse 2 that the Messiah will be as a root out of a dry ground. And that's the same word root as in Isaiah 11. And it, it's um, indicating Christ will spring forth. He's the offspring of David. And when he comes, the the time that Christ comes will be one of famine, of spiritual famine, the dry ground. There, it will be as though there was no rain. And then the Lord Jesus comes he is that first of the first fruits, the wave offering. And remember, it was as Joel chapter 2 verse 23 said, that Jehovah had given you the former rain moderately or righteously. And then he spoke of the, the former rain and the latter rain. But first, there was this early period of rain, the early righteous rain, and that produced Christ who came forth as a root. He sprung forth and entered into the world born of the Virgin Mary. And uh, then the early rain would fall, um, beginning on the day of Pentecost, and the latter rain would fall at the end of the church age, after that 2300 evening morning period, into the Great Tribulation, and then God would begin to bring the latter rain. Well, um, in Revelation chapter 5, it says in verse 5, And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, 
hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And they're referring to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the root of David, the root of Jesse. Um, It's the same line, and he is their descendant. Let's just look at one other verse. In Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, God is describing Judgment Day, our present time, in verse 1. For behold, in Malachi 4, verse 1, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith Jehovah of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. And both, the the reference to root and the reference to branch, identify with Christ. Christ is the branch, according to um, John 15, um, I think it's the first verse, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Well, uh, I don't know if this is the verse where it speaks of Christ as the branch, but there are scriptures that indicate he is the branch as well as the root. And in Malachi 4.1, God is speaking of the day of punishment, the day of uh, pouring out the cup of his wrath, and it will burn them up, leaving them neither root nor branch. No Christ, no Savior, no deliverance. And that's exactly what we have seen from the Bible. There is no salvation. It's the same as saying no Christ. No light of the gospel is the same as saying no Christ. The door is shut is the same as saying no Christ to save. Jesus is not working salvation with anyone any longer. Let's go back to Revelation 22, verse 16, and and the final um, statement reads, And the bright and morning star, I am the root and offspring of David, and the bright and morning star. And the Lord Jesus Christ is this bright and morning star. And this is derived from what we read in the book of Numbers, in Numbers chapter 24, beginning in verse 15, and he took up his parable and said, Balaam, the son of Beor, has said, and the man whose eyes are open has said, he has said, which heard the words of God and knew the knowledge of the Most High, which saw the vision of the Almighty, falling into a trance, but having his eyes open. I shall see him, but not now, I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy all the children of Sheth. This star will come out of Jacob, is a prophecy of the coming Messiah, the Lord Jesus, as he would enter into the world, and he would be, the bright and morning star. Now, the morning star is the star you see in in the morning. And 
uh, as we're looking now, God's people, to the coming of the Lord, the, the likely end of the world, the return of Christ uh, in the sense of destroying this world, taking his people out of this this cursed earth and bringing them into the new heaven and new earth to fulfill all promises given to them throughout the Bible, well, we're, we're looking for the night of Judgment Day to be uh, penetrated by the light of the morning star, the bright morning star of the Lord Jesus Christ. This, this is a similar, uh, picture to what God did with the first resurrection. In, in the case of the first resurrection, God's people were in darkness of their sin, and then the light of the gospel penetrated and, and brought life to their souls. Well, now God's elect are looking forward to the time when they will receive new resurrected bodies and and so they're looking for the the bright and morning star Christ to appear to complete his salvation of their body as it says in 2 Peter chapter 1 in verse 19 we have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto ye do well they take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. And, and that would point to salvation when the day star arises in your hearts. But also it has a second level of meaning of looking for the completion of salvation for that day, the dawn, for the, the bright and morning star to appear after the dark night of Judgment Day. All right, well, uh, we're going to stop here, and Lord willing, we'll pick up our study in the book of Revelation um, in verse 17 of Revelation chapter 22 next time. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.